1: Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy
2: Mercer. That's right, you heard right. This is a podcast channel, Yes, not just a singular
1: podcast with the same type of conversation. We have all different convos between us, between you guys and between guests. The, The commonality being that we're here, the two of us.
2: But also, we're intrigued by good conversations. That's
1: right. And so today is one of those. It is an interview with Tim Dormer, who you will know as a reality star, but has essentially become a content creator in his own right. And we'll, we'll get to him in a second, because what an intriguing and oh, incredible shit. chat we had with him, which went on for probably another hour after we stopped recording. Oh,
2: mate. And not just went on, but just was kind of mind boggling.
1: Well, it threw me. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yes. Um, we've got a bit of housekeeping. Don't we miss. All
2: right, let's shoot through it. We have a live show. We are touring the country, well, almost, so Perth. Um, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney. Tickets are now on sale. thinkergirls.com.au is where you can get to um, to get all of the ticket info right across two weekends. There's two different ticket prices, general admin and then also a um,
1: a special meet and greet with us if you want to have a bevy and have a chat before the show starts. Mm -hmm. We bloody love that. We will. Some photos will be taken, some laughs will be had and you'll also get uh, early access to all of the ticketing, all the seating I should say Um, It's not going to be a podcast show guys It's the first one we've ever done It will be a panel show with many different guests and this time we will be organised, so we will be letting you know who they are before we actually drop. But they're they're big names mm. and they're big conversations. There'll be two or three in each state. Uh, so we're really excited to be able to have those conversations and finish off the year with a bit of a bang. No shit.
2: Because I think typically if it was like, oh, I can't get there or I'll just be able to catch it, I'll be able to catch the audio version. We need to reiterate, you will not be able to do that. The only place you will be able to hear these conversations from the live show is by actually being there.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, So we appreciate your support. If you are somebody that listens to us regularly and would like to support us and can't make it to one of the shows, which does all help, uh, you could become a VIP Posse member via Patreon. The link is also at thethinkergirls.com.au or patreon.com forward slash thethinkergirls.
2: Yes. Now, on to our guest, Tim Dormer. You will know him too. 2015, that he won Big Brother Australia. Um, He also placed second on Celebrity Apprentice, then came third on Big Brother Canada. So when we say he's a reality star or a reality man, he knows what he's absolutely doing.
1: I think he was such a strong... A lot of people you walk away going, oh, yeah, that guy won it. Oh, yeah, that guy won it. But then throughout the show, like a lot of reality television shows, the winner was that person that kind of meandered their way up And was almost like the quiet achiever and then all of a sudden they win it. Whereas Tim was such a strong force the whole way that I really remembered him from the series but I didn't associate him with just the winning. Does Mm. that make sense? I think he was so... He was so different and, and yeah, it was so he was so memorable in well, many ways. Well, he
2: explains that in this chat. The producers put him in the house to mix things up, to stir the pot, to be a bit of a little shit for ratings, and he was never supposed to win, yet he did. Mm. Um, I remember him back in the day being a bit of a radio nerd and you're kind of looking to cling to anybody that's doing something cool. I remember him doing a radio show called The Hit List. What Which was was, that? was a night show that he did with Renee. I forgot her last name. Oh, she Renee Barr. Renee mm. Barr. Yeah. Yes, yep. yeah. That they did, and it was like right across the regional mm. network of the the company that we were working for, and that for me was a bit of a a dream kind of job. And yeah. I remember him. He didn't have the long hair that he had. Now,
1: well, this chat goes into so many different angles. We talked to him about uh, his coming out experience, how he really didn't classify himself as a, I wouldn't say sexual being, but he didn't have sex for a long time. Um, he he dates the way he sees the world should work. He he lives in his relationship the way he sees the world should work. He defines the path for himself. And I think as most of us that are, and very few of us that try and live s- In a similar way, it's a very conflicting place to be because – in this country, especially it's not encouraged for you to live differently. It's not encouraged for you to question things. So he has he's always bouncing around in his mind. You yeah. can tell. He's got a lot of things going on. But what comes with that is incredible intelligence, insane emotional intelligence, and and this, you know, really lovely being who is able to read a room and really engage with you.
2: Yeah, it's a really fascinating chat. We go deep real quick. Um if you like Timmy you can let him know you heard him here. You can follow him at Tim Dormer, D-O-R-M-E-R on Insta or on
1: Facey. We hope you enjoy the chat. Tim Dormer, welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Oh,
3: thanks for having me, girls. No,
1: not welcome. Welcome back.
2: Yeah, welcome back. Because you were here. Well, by the time he says it was a little while ago now, where you joined us for
1: our live show. The Batchy. For the Batchy Recap.
2: That was nice.
3: It was fun chatting with you girls. I really like your energy.
1: But I think it's really important that we set a pace and an energy that the things that outside tell us we shouldn't be talking about is put as the forefront of importance in conversations, particularly as a podcast medium. And we were we were talking about earlier about how it is a different show that we did to the radio show, mm. and how there is there is a respect to the medium of having this very open and mm. honest uh, conversation.
3: And it can flow anywhere, I guess. That's mm. what I love about podcasts. Is it's kind of like yeah, it's playing within boundaries, but they're a lot wider than a radio, mm. like a commercial or mainstream. Yeah. Media.
0: yeah. Well, that's why
2: people listen, though, isn't it?
3: Yeah Well you
2: have a podcast
3: Yeah so talking about um, behind the scenes reality TV Which has been great It's been a bit cathartic really to kind of Because I've never watched myself on reality TV And for me
2: Hang on not at all
3: No no Not not because I'm funny about seeing myself on TV or anything I'm very narcissistic I'd be fine with that It's more just the experience that I had Yeah and especially Big Brother, I guess, because you you don't see the TV cameras really. You, you're in a wall, and I made real life relationships, and it was such a huge turning point in my life. It was a huge life experience for me. Not a mainstream reality TV show where there was promos each week, and mm. we were just characters. I don't know. I like to separate that in my head.
1: And how and did I you think do you do that? I ever watched it, and so has that helped you then think about? yourself versus your I guess public persona
3: Absolutely at
1: the moment. So with the Instagram and all the social accounts and everything, do you believe that there's an easy separation from who you actually are and what that person is and what would the points of difference be? It's
3: tricky, do you know what I remember early on struggling with it and, and someone in the industry gave me advice and they were like, It's your choice. Some people decide like that they are going to have a public life and a private life. Mm -hmm. And they're okay that the two are very different. They don't see... like what's the word where we where a contradiction or a paradox in mm. like I, I could not or do that.
2: And mm. like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I
3: just really struggled that have you
2: tried but have you trialed it and gone, no, nah, that doesn't work for me?
3: Well I guess for a large part of that public profile, I was seen as this straight party boy. Mm. Yeah. And I had a long term like relationship with a guy that I wasn't ready to share that. Mm. And that was because my family were quite conservative i knew mm. that they wouldn't be okay with it i thought that it would be the end of the relationship i was just trying to protect it until i was ready to kind of But your coming
1: there. out which for me wasn't really a coming out was know, the most yeah. stunning approach to it oh do you and think was, See, oh, so now 100%. i
3: wonder whether i need to come out again
1: well that's a what? personal what decision mean? what that- do you mean
3: so when i came out and it was a big kind of like like I wrestled with it for months and spoke to a lot of different people about the terminology to use. I, I was really anti the term coming out. I just thought this this is stupid. We're in a day and age where straight people don't have to come out and I I just don't like that we kinda of put LGBT people in this position a point in their life where mm. they have to explain themselves. It's like you you have this moment, this turning point where you become real to everybody else. And, mm. and until that point you were somehow like what's the word like not authentic or or mm. there's something
1: or not even sinister or, or no like undefined almost yeah. like this real um like you're walking around without any substance until you yes. clarify mm. and it's some kind of like of everybody sexuality. else
3: is like i don't know what box to put you in and therefore i like i can't employ you or i mm. i don't want to be with you or mm. be your friend i think that as humans we kind of need to do that It's a survival thing Like It's playground when you kind of sum everyone up and The you, labels and, thing yeah. yeah and yeah. especially
2: when you're And your partner and your family uh, uh, You know who you are mm. And you love yourself and they love you It's almost like well why should I then have to Is that how you felt? Why should I then have to yeah. put it out to everybody I, else I was just really I'm conscious okay? as
3: well for And I did really want to Use it to help people and I always, my whole life, thought I didn't have anyone that represented me in terms of under that LGBT banner. And I know there's an amazing people out there that have done amazing things. I didn't have my hero out there. Like yeah, okay. I, I kind of went, nobody... I speaks know, to you. Speaks yeah, to me. And yeah, so I yeah. went, you know what, I've, I've got to do it for that reason because there'll be someone out there that goes, oh, I like the fact that he just came out as I'm in love with a person. I'm not doing mm. a label mm. Um, But now, I guess, two years on from that, it's kind of like, well, am I gay? It, am I fine now to use that term? But it's not true because if, if my partner was to, to die or we were to break up, I would be fully open to seeing a girl. Like, it's not, I don't know. I just, it's a
1: very, it's an interesting thing. And I think even if you still are thinking about if there is a definition that you fit in, if there isn't, At that time when you did that post and you told the world that I have, I'm in a relationship with a guy, it doesn't. To me it didn't matter whether you again in the future define yourself as gay mm, yeah. or straight. It was really important for you to very honestly and authentically yep. express where you were in that yes. moment. And yep. I think that's the bit that I found so refreshing mm. and a little bit ahead of our time, I must say. Really? Well oh, gone are the days. Yeah, I'd really I remember mm. mentioning it to you and saying, Oh how fucking refreshing and I and We often get that word thrown at us a lot. So Mm. now that's kind of made me think about how nice that is because really you know it was what how many years ago now that you did that post we didn't have you know bi curious mr younger man whatever he's Nikolai like you know overseas and we didn't have we didn't have um these storylines of trans people we didn't have all of that stuff when you were doing that yeah you're right and there was it's
3: only been the last couple of years i think and especially with that marriage equality campaign last year and and like Last year it was all about gender and, and, mm. and the trans rights thing. I think Caitlyn Jenner it was just became forefront around the world. We're all kind of rethinking these boxes that yeah. we have set up over hundreds of years. And I that once you
2: define people. yourself in one box or somebody decides you're in a box, does it mean you're in it for life?
3: Exactly. I look back; it was awful. It was such an awful time. Like I don't think I was mentally sound, and I, I really sympathise with anyone going through that moment of. But as soon as I did, it was it was the band aid came off, and immediately I just there was no vulnerability that that I felt could be exposed. Like I was living with this this thing that oh my god, like if this doesn't get told in my way with my voice. I'll never get that moment back. Yeah. And I'm really passionate yeah. about when people out other people. My gosh, it is oh, just fuck. not cool. I actually think there should be laws about that. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's I totally a type of shaming that. that you're yeah. robbing someone of that moment that.
1: But there's laws against racism. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Mm. Well, like, it is discrimi- oh, it's discrimination yeah, to be able to. 100% and especially, is. as you say,
2: that first moment for somebody to share with their yeah. loved ones. You know that you might have been,
1: you know, building up to or thinking about the way in which you would like to yeah. do that for your entire life. Yeah, that's full on. What I am identifying with, which sounds hilarious because I'm a straight, married, white woman, um, and that makes me cringe just <laughs> saying it out loud because it's <laughs> just something that I, I never really, through my journey, identified with those stereotypes. Yeah. But having said that, I straight away identify with you because regardless of what the box that everyone's trying to put you in and I certainly feel like there's been boxes that I've been put in I found it I found almost a resistance to wanting to be happy and celebrate my 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 love for my partner because of all of those boxes and mm-hmm. I hear from what you're saying is that it because you've got this emotional intelligence it went from a core of being about feeling and where you were at as opposed to all the bits and the layers on top is that yeah accurate would you think yeah i I mean i had
3: the aha moment probably six months before i came out like it was actually i was on big brother canada Mm. around the other side of the world before i went my partner said hey when you come back, we're sorting this out. I can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. and I and I knew he meant it. it. Was,
2: was it true It was two years or with that you were yeah, that was probably at about
3: eighteen months, two years yeah. into the relationship, and um, like we were already talking about like long term plans, mm. like one day we wanted to get married and this sort of thing. Like I knew I was in love with him forever. I just could not conceive of a, a like an existence where I could have him in my mm. life, like mm. with the job that I had, my family being so conservative and it was just it was a real identity shift of consciousness maybe even, Mm. I don't know but it was something that I just had to let myself go, this is so scary Mm. but you know it's the right thing to do and you know what life has been like for the 30 years that you've lived Mm. not addressing this not lifting up the rock to see what's underneath I I just never... Wanted to talk about it to myself. Yeah.
1: So what? Where did that come from? Were Your family? Yeah. Did you hear a a religious saying, upbringing, right? Yeah. yeah. Which and it and was I, was it religious to a point where you would be oh those gays and there were actual comments yeah. thrown. Absolutely, yeah.
3: absolutely. And I mean, growing up at school, I, I didn't fit in. I didn't look like the other boys. I didn't play sports like the other boys. I I always just thought I was creative. I didn't ever think it was a sexuality thing, mm. and it, it sort of caused this deep sort of wound that has only healed in the last year Mm -hmm. of really loving myself and going oh my god that one thing that you thought everyone teased you about it it doesn't define you and it's actually the Mm -hmm. best thing about you Mm -hmm. and I never let myself get to that moment until I was in my 30s and I, I nearly lost the most meaningful person in my life because I wasn't going to go there with myself so was
2: it ash and your your partner now that you're speaking about yeah is it so it was him and that relationship that made you come to terms with yeah who I, you always knew that you probably were but just didn't want to didn't want or didn't want to face
3: i don't think i knew that i was that person mm. i don't know it was such a weird part of my brain that you just didn't really i'd had sex with guys and girls Never had a relationship with a guy and I think for me that was a bit of the the, the fence post was was there. It's like, okay, well I'm not gay because I would never ever want a boyfriend. All of a sudden I had one and I loved (laughs) it and I just, I don't know, I I started to make the other things not matter so much because I just wanted that. So over in Big Brother Canada, different country, people I didn't know in this really unrealistic existence for three months we have a lot of time to go inside yourself and I just remember like most nights I just sat there meditating on my relationship and how much it was real life Mm -hmm. but it was weird that Nobody else knew that about me. What my an life.
2: absolute head fuck already to be. Oh, yeah. Not just yeah. in the Big Brother house, but you're overseas. You know, like that sense of familiarity So I throw another headfuck gone.
3: into the mix. There was a girl on the show. I remember the, I that remember the story. I had feelings for yeah. and the show was making it out that we were a showman's, And, the, like, it was weird. Like, I get an erection when I'm cuddling her on the couch. But I'm like, I could easily, like just follow this storyline almost but it's not my real life
0: and at that
3: point, and that was the point I needed to come to was it was like, okay there's like this sort of game version of you that the whole world sees that you could do this, it's almost like a I don't know, like a would character. That have been, would that have
2: been an easier option? At,
0: in I some ways, I think so. I, I do actually think so. Being
1: straight is easier. The end. Like there is no discussion point there. I don't think. Yeah. I, I just. But, but I mean to okay. continue, but to continue to be inside yes. yourself, well, exactly. Knowing that yes. it's almost like
2: you get further away from yeah. the mark of really being who you actually that's are. That's a point. I don't I, judge
3: yeah. straight guys that have decided to define themselves with that label, but might be curious to try. Mm. Okay. That's the choice they've made. I, I actually pity them and, and sort of think, oh gosh, you've never felt that freedom that I now feel. Like mm. it's, it's just crazy that the difference that that moment makes when you, I don't know, take ownership of.
2: And was you... there but was there a moment in the Big Brother housing in Canada where there was that real nah? I'm gonna stick with real life.
3: Yeah. With real oh life
2: it's a, version of me when I come out. This is
3: I'd love to chat to the producer involved. They wanted me it was it was towards the end of the show and the way it went down, like I kind of forfeit the show. Like I did sort of I, I quit a final challenge that could have put me in the finale and I had all the votes to win the show. So it was a really big moment where the pressure was like they wanted me to sacrifice my place for the girl, the Canadian girl that we were kind of in this showman's it's uh, an alliance together. One of yeah. us was going home yeah. and they said like in the diary room, this is the producers, like all, all off air, Tim, this would make the best like love story. It, you've come all the way from Australia and now you're going to give up your spot for her to go on. And I was just like wrestling with them for days saying, but it's not a love story. It never has been. And like, I understand that you've made a show and I'm really concerned about what Mm. As you've made, I didn't even want to tell yeah. them that I had a partner back home, and
1: so they were it. They were so confused. They were in so their confused. Heads, they're like, well. "This right. is a
2: great story, like, Why? You why
1: want to why it?
3: is this guy not doing this? He's what done is very it?
1: well
2: out of this situation. What the fuck is the problem?" And, and I, I was nobody had any idea that you had actually a partner back at home. No, no one. No. Not family. No, like no, no one? family. No. I had a few
3: no. close friends that kind of it was unspoken, and mm. I did say to them before I left, I was like. Can you just look after Ash for me while I'm gone? And so they knew, and and straight away when I came home, yeah, we within two weeks had told my whole world, like family, friends. But um, oh yes, yeah, so that moment in Big Brother, it was just, it was really, I was so tormented. I think mm-hmm. they even got the psychologist involved because I I kept, I didn't know at that point whether Ash actually even still. Was gonna be there when I came home. Oh, fuck. And oh, you know
2: what? I'm hearing you talk about that, like, but the hairs on my arms are standing on end. There's so much. It's a funny so story where
3: nobody but, knew this happened. I know, but you're like, so alone.
2: So <laughs> like all you would want sometimes is someone just to listen yeah. to you, to be able yeah. to say it out loud. You don't even want advice. I was but, begging
3: them for a phone call, but how would I explain who I wanted to call and how would I talk to Ash through code oh with God. other people listening? And then it's another always, part of me thought, do I just come out now on this show? Well, that's what I
1: thought you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, but...
3: Well, we, and they would have loved that, but I wouldn't do that to my family. I yeah, just couldn't yeah. so do a, that to them. Yeah, where, and, and, and I didn't want... It was part of the ownership of that moment. I didn't want it to become this sensationalist TV moment. But
1: this is the interesting thing and in the real funny world we live in. Being this authentic, I guess, brand slash person... You really dance around with storyline ideas for your life. And it is this, it's really quite a very hard thing to explain to anybody that isn't doing this kind yeah. of work because yeah. you literally have just danced around with a plot line for your own story, which is your life. Yeah. Essentially.
3: Well, everything you do becomes content. Yeah. yeah, and the relationships so, yeah. you have with people, you can... could,
1: and you could very well, and a lot of people, a lot of people choose their ambition over having children, yeah. over their partners, over going home for Christmas. People are ambitious people, but for us, to be ambitious would mean that you would then utilize a platform to come out on, yeah. and that is your yeah. life. Like mm. it is quite yeah. sensational when you really think mm. about it, and it's quite, I think on the flip side of that, quite admirable that you didn't take those opportunities because mm. a lot of people would, you know, and a lot of people do. But I think the interesting thing that i found from this story is it's almost like the universe has presented you with two yeah. life options it in
2: front that. of your you face. You are basically going to
1: yeah. the right now
2: and sliding doors. <laughs> sliding that's doors
0: yeah. A
1: little <laughs> bit deeper. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that guy was a tosser, like yeah. on her show. You know, the guy she was like going to end up with, not end up with. But – um. But yeah, and I, what I find so fascinating is that you lived it so really, like you were saying, you were turned on by this chick. This wasn't a you were completely in and able to feel both options. Yeah.
3: Oh, and and life is complicated. That's why these boxes and definitions we want to put people in. That's why they don't work because mm. it is really hard. I do believe that people can have feelings, strong love feelings, for more than one person, and it's I don't know. It's not a simple way of thinking or a simple life to not see the world that way but you've got to understand that other people might be a little bit more complex mm. well i think
1: everybody's complex i think it's just about how many layers of pandora's box you're willing to open
3: yeah and some people find security in in the definition mm. and the role. I, th- I
2: feel like most people do. Yeah. I really yeah. do. As if we're talking a general consensus, not the people that we would be friends with or relate to or, you yeah, know. Well, you well you there's get,
1: people, some people bit, that I'm friends yeah, with that definitely yeah. do. Like, they're yeah. just very different to me. I and wonder. so
3: we're always going to, not, um, what's the word? Like, we're always going to make them feel uncomfortable, not offend them as such, mm. but the fact that we kind of do wrestle with these things and we are, pushing the definition of the, of what it means to be a married woman or, or a single female white female I mean people want to be able to push the boundaries themselves in their own life and I think they find it hard when they meet someone that is doing that and they can't in their own life for whatever yeah, reason yeah well
2: it's confronting well, I think I think the thing is too it's like if you were to take away any kind of exterior judgment from anybody whether it be people that you love strangers anybody Mm. and i'm not just talking like yourself people in the public eye just anybody Mm. if you were to take away any judgment from any other person it'd be really interesting to see the way people's lives may or may not shift if you were to go i'm going to take away any exterior judgment if it's just me
0: what do i want how would
2: i live would I quit this job tomorrow? Would I break up with this partner? Yeah. Would I, you know, admit to my best friend that I've been in love with them for 30 years? Yeah. I sometimes... Would I not actually aspire to earn any money? Yeah, I sometimes... But genuinely, that's what I mean. It's I've not just...
3: That.
2: It's not just... Yeah. It's not just the job identifying thing. It's not just the gender, how do you identify or what, you know, your, yeah. your sexuality, like... Yeah, I, f- I find it so interesting. Sometimes we even did a couple of weeks ago about you know like I was th- you know seven seconds away from getting a boob job, and we we're talking about beauty standards. And I often yeah. do think about that. I'm like, it's hard sometimes to define what you actually feel and think yeah. in yourself versus what's just been projected on you for so long. Yeah,
3: the expectation, particularly
1: as women, that's a tough. One. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of the podcast shows, all of the different articles featuring our guests and posse members and all the content that Christy and I bring on a weekly basis. It is the place where everything is kept. Thethinkergirls.com.au. This podcast is presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer.
2: This podcast is produced by me, Christy Mercer, and edited by our podcast producer, Jordan Lott.